Like one of my feng shui teachers says, you make as much money as your subconscious is comfortable with. So once you feel worthy, you could ask for any fee, but unless you feel confident about it, if you don't feel like you're worth that, no one's gonna ever pay it because people can feel that energy. noticed or missed me, but I've actually missed you and missed this quite a bit. And by quite a bit, I, I mean I lose it a little bit if I'm not making one of these each week. So thank you so much for listening and making it so that I can interview people, which is what I usually do, but that's not what you're about to hear today at all. (laughs) Instead, it's a conversation with my really good friend, Angie and I, and a recorded session. So what you're about to go on, if you decide to continue listening, is a wild ride where I'm incredibly open about every aspect of my current life situation to the point where I thought I wasn't going to put this out, but apparently... It's how these sessions go, according to Angie, who, if you don't know, she is, in addition to being my good friend, an architect, interior designer, feng shui consultant, and she says that this is part of how these sessions go. It's part of the process that you have to be really open. And the thing that usually doesn't happen in her sessions is that they're not usually recorded, but I recorded mine uh, for all to hear. It's the truth. It's exactly how I was feeling one morning in... December. We recorded this just before the holidays and I just think the world of her and you'll hear us walk around my apartment and she gives me advice and I took all of it. Some of it has already, most of it has already happened and hopefully it will be entertaining for you to hear and also informative and useful so you can apply some of this to your spaces if you want to and use some of these really useful practices that Angie teaches. If you want to know more about them, if you're intrigued, she has so many resources. She wrote an incredible book called Mindful Homes, which is coming out later this year. And her first book, which I love, called Holistic Spaces, is a go-to and something I reference often. And there's so many resources that she has on the internet. She's been featured everywhere from the New York Times to Domino Magazine. You know, since 1999, she's been creating these supportive environments for people and tailoring them to the specific needs of each individual that she works with, which, you know, you'll hear her do with me and you'll kind of get a taste of what she does with other people in this really funny, casual sort of way. But here's us sitting across from each other in my living room slash bedroom slash kitchen, you know, it's just the the one room. So just for reference, I live in a studio apartment. I'll put some photos on the Let It Out Instagram and my Instagram if you want, so you can kind of see what we're working with here. 
but I love you so much. I'm so glad you're here. Here's my very personal conversation about everything from dating to friendships to money to you're going to hear it all. Here we go. I'm so happy you're here. Me too. We were talking before we started recording and then we're like, I feel like we should just get right on into it because I think you're about to give me some good advice, but let's just, let's just catch everybody up. So my very close friend who I've known for what, like 10, is it going to be like 10 years? I don't know when, when did, it was right before you move, it's when you lived alone. Yeah. Yeah. Before you moved in with your roommate. Yeah. In Detroit. Yeah. And long before I moved to New York. <laughs> so this would have been, so I met Angie through my really close friend. We call her my non-birth mom, Sasha Jones, who Angie has been, how did you meet Sasha? We were in a CSA together. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So you've known Sasha for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was even before your book came out. Long before, long before. And I think it was 2013, 2014. Yeah, and, and you had well, and it was your podcast was called the Wellness Wonderland. Yes. Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, Angie did a a feng shui consultation to my my apartment that I lived in by myself in Michigan. Then I moved into a second apartment in Michigan mm-hmm. that was maybe haunted but it was a it was really really cool it was a really cool apartment it was huge and i paid half of what i pay here and it was like three times the size and it had this wraparound porch and we found and it was all very 70s like the 70s wallpaper and we yeah. inherited the the furniture that I remember was original the kitchen. the kitchen was like this old-timey oven it was really cool was it like avocado green or something yeah yes, something okay. like that and it was i found it because my friends were really cool they had they've done the podcast with six sisters who own this juice shop called drow and they were going to maybe open a coffee shop in this they looked at the space and they're like oh we looked at the coolest space like someone should live there and i was like i'll live there and then i i get the space and we find out that it was this person's in the 70s or 60s maybe it was his mistress's house and Ooh. we called it, we called her Ingrid. We don't know if that was her name. We just made that up. But, but we were like, whenever there was like something old timey, we were like, oh, the, that chair was Ingrid's or like it was, it uh-huh. was the trope of the place. But when I moved in there, I loved it. And it was so, it felt so correct for me. I was so happy to be there. I was walking everywhere. I loved that neighborhood. I loved that place so much, but I was really nervous to make that move. And the thing that made me feel better about it was when I called you and I was like, can you help me feng shui wise? Can we do an episode? Can you? And and you were like, yes, of course. And we, the way you helped me set up my bedroom and I had this, I called it my executive desk and Uh I got so much done there. Like whatever you did there in that space really worked because I got a lot done there. I had a boyfriend there, whatever was working with the um, (laughs) relationships quarter. And then you also, um, I remember you had just switched to a capsule wardrobe. Oh, yeah. I was like really, I admire that. How do I, that's that's who I want to be when I grow up, who I was when I was 25, (laughs) because I really had it together then. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and then I moved to soon after that, honestly. Was that nine years ago? Maybe. That was twenty. That was like twenty fifteen. 
when I moved into that place. So if you're 20, 20. Yeah. Um, So this would be your eight years. Okay. Cause you might be back. You're going to be back in that cycle in next year. Oh, great. We look at um, things in nine year cycles. Oh, thank God. Great. So so maybe you're kind of where you were before you moved there. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Anyway, we'll, we'll get back. So then I was only there for like, I guess, Two years, less than that, maybe. And then I, because I got this opportunity to move to New York, or I I really wanted, I always wanted to move to New York. I always wanted to leave Michigan. That was like every, this is so cheesy and earnest, but it's true. Every birthday, I would wish when I blew out the candle to move to New York. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. It's so cheesy. But I just, it was, it was like, I couldn't even conceive of going West. Like I'd never been to Los Angeles. I'd never been the furthest west I'd been was Chicago. So I couldn't even, that didn't even cross my mind as like, it was just Tinseltown. Like I didn't really know what living here could even be like, but New York, I'd been there. And of course you see it in the media and I just always wanted to live there. Anyway, I moved to New York. I live in this kind of wild apartment in the East Village and and choosing where to live in New York was really challenging. And when I finally, and I really liked where I was in Detroit at that time. I really liked that apartment. I had just started dating someone and I was really happy there. And I always say this to people, like when they're wanting to make a change, the the best way to do it is really love where you are. Because I think there's some cheesy saying about this of like, if you want to change what there's something, you probably know what it is, or like some quote about nurturing the garden in front of you instead of trying oh, to Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what the saying is, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and it's true. Like every yeah. time I've wanted to move, if I really just love and I'm really grateful for where I am, mm-hmm. the next thing comes and the move comes and it's Yes, yeah. And that was the case there and then I finally moved and then I was like going to move to New York and same thing. I was like, "Oh, I hope I made the right choice on where I'm living. Like I really want to be in the East Village, but I don't know if this is the right place for me." And I, and I really and I was kind of sad to be leaving Michigan because of this relationship and the whatever. And I call Angie and I was like, "Can you help me?" And then as soon as you said you were going to come over and you were going to do it in person for the first time mm-hmm. because before we did it on Zoom way pre-pandemic because I was in Michigan and she was in New York and and Angie lives in New York and you came over and we did a space clearing. Nick was in that episode with us. Then I I go on this trip that basically never ends. I move out of my apartment. I move to Greenpoint for a short amount of time. Then I come to Los Angeles, live with people, live with people, complex. Then I, (laughs) fun, complex. Then I find this apartment I call up Angie, same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we do the, which is the last episode we did. I It was date, I didn't even have a chair to sit on and I'm sitting on the floor right there. And this was, this was 2020. So this is, this is September or this is October of 2020. So very, very pandemic, no vaccines. And I zoomed with you and it is the, it was the first thing that like made me feel okay about being here. And you told, you gave me a whole tour of the place. You told me about, there are so many things that stick with me, like the relationships corner that, I mean, over the years there just have been, I feel like I have, I mean, comparatively to you and people who have gone through your feng shui school and read your books. Well, I have read your books and have your books around, but I I don't know anything at all, but Angie is a tremendous architect and feng shui designer 
and interior designer and feng shui consultant and very dear friend of mine. But I just want to say, I feel like there are so many little bits that over the years about feng shui that, and you know this, cause I've, I've told you them that have really stuck with me. Like the command position I think about all the time, even just like you were sitting in the command position. I felt uncomfortable being <laughs> like, whenever someone comes over to record, I always sit there okay. because command position and then you know just where to where to put my bed and and the abundance corner and the relationships corner and 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 little things that i that i say to to friends all the time of you know use your stove every once in a while it's good for abundance use all the different burners don't just use the same one like that i remember you telling me in michigan and that's stuck first apartment in michigan and there's Something like I, you see all your adjustments all over the place, mm-hmm. right? That my mirrors, like I take it so seriously. Like I'm so, I'm a great student <laughs> who like actually hasn't gone through your courses, which someday I will do your courses. But I, I'm like spreading feng shui all the time because it's so meaningful to me. And I really like you as a person and teacher and I trust you. And there are just so many things that have stuck with me. Clearly some that I'm working on because I don't have a headboard on my bed, which is important, but also peach, um, Dubai oh, covered yes, because of Pete. you. Okay. We're going to look at your home and in person. We, and yes, in person since we're since I'm in LA and we just we thought we would do this in person and then also you all can catch up on where Katie's at and then we can take a look at her home and make any adjustments based on where she is in her life right now. Yeah, I'm so I'm so stoked that you're here. So Angie's from LA. You grew up here. Mm-hmm. You grew up in Glendale? Burbank. Burbank. And you've lived in New York for how long? Almost 20 years. So t- tell us, there, we did an episode that's a proper interview, but it was so long ago. Tell us a little bit about how you got into architecture and feng shui and like what the last several years have been hmm. for you. I think I had always been interested in looking at the home. I was one of those people, like, um, as a teenager, always rearranging your room. Like, I always rearranged my furniture or changed the artwork. I wanted to be an artist, and my parents said, my Asian parents said, well... That means you'll be you'll be an architect. <laughs> Ar- artist equals architect. <laughs> they just translated that. Yes, that. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, if you're Korean, you must become... Artist equals architect. <laughs> but it's actually something that I hear now more and more from my students, my graduates, like even one who I met for the first time last night, she came out to my class at Rama. She, uh, she said that she always knew from a young age that there was something about moving things around your home or addressing your room that could uh, change the energy around you. And so she she said that like as a young child, she would always, or like a teenager, she'd move everything around and her mom would always come by and say, did you just change your entire room? And I would do that too. And I really enjoyed it. So I think that was kind of a natural thing for me to start studying. And then I practiced architecture and worked in architecture in San Francisco and New York after I graduated. But then I had my Saturn return when I was in my late 20s. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's it's a time in your life where it's usually your late 20s where you start to revisit everything. It's like one of your first midlife crises, right? That's when you went to Bali, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, mine was a classic case. <laughs> mine was a little too on the nose. Yeah. So like- Break up, yes. move. Yeah. So I went to Thailand, actually, and I had- I had, and I had just moved to New York 
and I went to Thailand and, you know, I don't know if you resonate with this after I moved to New York, I was really depressed because New York is sharp, right? It's not like an easy going city. It's very abrasive. It's very sharp and it's challenging. And so I think I just, I was having a hard time adapting and so I was really depressed, but I went to this trip. I went on this trip to Thailand with my friend and we, we, um, had a Reiki session and I didn't even know what Reiki was, but I had this Reiki session. And I was like crying the whole time. And then I just realized afterwards I needed to change things. So I came back to New York and I started studying meditation and yoga. And then I realized that I would also like to incorporate more spirituality and more meaning into the work that I did as an architect. So I decided to see what feng shui was about because that seemed like the natural segue and i was really delighted when i did study start studying feng shui to learn that it was like really so much deeper than what i thought it was because I, I remember asking my acupuncturist like do you think this feng shui thing works or what you know what do you think about it and so i was very skeptical but once i learned more i was really delighted and i it's really been a big catalyst for me to not only um, see, like my whole life is different. And I think also with my graduates, most of them will tell you that like they've, their whole lives have been transformed from studying feng shui because it's a very deep practice. It, it has roots in Taoism. So I found that feng shui was really a way to bring together the spirituality that I wanted to start incorporating into my life plus what I actually enjoyed doing like creating art or creating spaces and also working with people like when I was in co college I was an architecture major and I took like the photography class in the architecture school I was everyone took pictures of buildings I, I took pictures of people mm. so you'd see all we do our critiques and everyone had pictures of buildings and I had pictures of people. So like really my focus is like how do spaces uh, work for people and how do people interact in spaces? How do people live in spaces? What are the social and cultural factors? And so feng shui really allowed me to explore that. And also it allowed me to explore my cultural heritage more and find more, in more interest and more meaning in that. And then also I never knew that I would like have my own podcast, be on a podcast, be an entrepreneur, write a book, like all this stuff. Like I never wanted any of that, but feng shui just opened the doors to all these opportunities that I never knew I wanted or needed or could do or had any aspirations for. I just thought it was going to be like a nine to five or, or nine to niner because that's mm. you work so much in architecture, but I just thought I would work for someone my entire life. Yeah, And I was just like, is this I'm like, is this all that life is about? Like just going to work and being miserable. I just thought that was what my life was going to be. I want to go back to when you were a kid and you said you were changing around the furniture. And <clears throat> mm -hmm. where do you think that came from? Were your parents like that? And then is that because you, you mentioned feng shui got you more connected to your cultural heritage. Mm -hmm. So is that, do you think that was, brought from nature nurture i don't think that it's something necessarily inherent in in asian culture i mean feng shui can be or 
But I think all cultures look at like how you place yourself. But I I don't know. I was always interested. Like when we renovated our bathroom, I'm like, can I please pick all the can I pick the tile and like can I pick the like the faucet and we had because uh, I grew up in Burbank. The first IKEA I think in the U.S. opened up in Burbank. Oh wow, yeah, it's the, that's the one I use. <laughs> yeah, so but then I would go, I would go there all the time, and I'm like, I'm gonna buy this new shelf, and I like would put up my own wallpaper. Wow, and put up all my posters of like bands and move them around and move my. What kind of bands are we working with? Oh, I don't even know what the posters were, but I listened to like glam rock in high school. Such as like Poison and Motley Crue, and I would hang out at the Sunset Strip here. Wow! Yeah, I I I don't I can't even I'm I'm so embarrassed to think about like what I would wear. Oh my gosh! You know, young women like I bet you looked really cool. I know you looked really cool. I know, but we we were like just like can I post an old photo? Yes. Okay. Can. Send me some old photos. But it's like, like one time Laura and my business partner and on our podcast, she asked me to share something that no one knows about me. And it's not completely true anymore. But if you Google Asian goth girl, my picture used to be the first one <gasps> that came up. But it's like a picture when I was like 19. Oh my. <laughs> I'm starting. That's the coolest. But it's fact. not on the, it's not on the top. It's not on the first page. Anymore. Can I do it right yeah, now? Yeah, you could do it right now. Well, I'm. We'll, we'll but keep I recording, but I'm. I think you'll find this it. This is you, so cool. I'm going to contact our research team to because I used to. Um, I oh, in college, I was in chat rooms a lot, like before it was a thing. Tell us everything. Yeah. So, and I was goth. So, like, I was in Asian IRC. goth girl. Pulls- yeah. Old you up. Yeah. So there was, I was in this chat, I was in this chat room on, it's called IRC, Internet Relay Chat. It was like Unix based chat. And I made all these friends and we would go to clubs together and in San Francisco. And then you would like share pictures with people. Yeah. So just like we were on the internet. So, and we would just chat all day and there were a bunch of gothic people. What year was this? 1994. Yeah, so, oh, maybe, see, maybe I'm not even close to the front page anymore. I used to be. Oh, it's on this page. Oh, my God. Oh, that's you? Yeah. Oh, my God. This is so cool. Can I post this with the ep- when the episode comes out? Yeah, you can. Oh, my God. You I look was, like, 19. So- you look amazing. Wow. Speaking of, like, we're like, yeah, things were so much better when we were younger. But, you know, that's, you know, isn't that the crazy thing too? you look back at yourself when you were 20 or a teenager and you, and you remember how you used to think like, oh, I'm so ugly. I'm so fat. Like I'm such a, and then you look back at everyone when you're older and you're like, you're so like beautiful. I know. We're so judgmental. I was just talking about that with a friend too. And it's like, that's a whole nother podcast, the mm. body stuff and mm. body image and the whole, it's a whole thing, but. I think it, you know, it, it is, I, I wrote this essay a long time ago, but it's still like the thing that people find me through the most mm-hmm. for Refinery29. It was about anorexia and nostalgia, which is kind of a version of this, of like every, it doesn't have to be anorexia and nostalgia. I think everyone kind of had, everyone related to that essay because I was talking about an experience that we all have, which is like looking at a past version of ourselves mm-hmm. and being wistful for it in some mm-hmm. way, even if it was like 
wow, my ability to work at that time or my ability to show up in this relationship at that time or like, wow, I really had it together. Like the capsule, war- my closet was so organized <laughs> then. <laughs> I can't even. Yes, your ca- yeah. You're like, I'm doing this thing. Cause it just started then too. The capsule wardrobe had like really just started taking yeah. off then. Yeah. I w- I really had my shit together. I, I had my shit together more and I keep making this joke here that is maybe not funny and just sad, but I am saying, you know, oh, I'm having the, the, 20s that I didn't have in my 20s and my 30s and I just have wrinkles now and that's what <laughs> that's what I'm doing now but in my 20s like I I was really responsible and I worked a full-time job and on the side of this full-time job I did everything I'm doing now <laughs> as my job then on the side of a job and you know I was also so into wellness that I was going to bed at really early and I had a wake up light. So I'd wake up with the sun and I did this like red light there. You know, I was so into all these things and I was meditating, which is great, but I didn't have the twenties that most people or a lot of people have. I was living this really, and and it was wellness before wellness was cool. And then before it became uncool because it was cool. It was like pre well, and now we're in like post wellness being cool. You know, I think I was like, I didn't grow up in a place where we had a whole foods or like any, you know, so it was it was sort of my rebellion. It was my goth, you know, yeah. was to like be into using my Vitamix that I got for my graduation present, you know? And I I think because I missed some of that, and I've talked about this a million times on the podcast, but moving here, I feel like I'm, I've had more of a community and more of a – I've participated in life more here than I did – in New York. And then I did in Michigan because when I was in Michigan, I always wanted to leave. I really wanted to move and like be further away from where I grew up and experience moving. That was all I wished for. Mm -hmm. And then I did that and I got to New York. But as you know, I was working so much and just kind of flying around because I was working that job and trying to like set things up to not be working that job. And also I was in this long distance relationship that I was like, that was like hanging on by a thread that I was like flying back. I was kind of one foot in one foot out. So I didn't really, I had a lot of people I knew there, a lot of acquaintances that were, for, and I could have a dinner with a different person every night, but I wasn't really necessarily, they didn't really know each other. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't, I didn't feel like I had a community and I think New York is just like that because it's so big, but I didn't have a group of friends and and I moved there later in my 20s. So all the people I knew from college who had already moved there, like had their lives set up and their friend group set up. So I would hang out with them and like kind of be in their friend groups, but I wasn't really. And I was dating someone who didn't even live there. So it was just like a lot of factors didn't really make me put down roots there. And then similar to your Saturn return story. And then I I wasn't depressed right when I got there. I was actually so, so happy because I just was like, I can't believe I did it. I can't believe I have an address that is here. And I, I I was like in disbelief and just so worried about like having to leave. And then, but then like two years in, I, or a couple of years in, I got really depressed, but it was because of the breakup. And then I was there and I was so, I just didn't really like know how to, how to be there. But well, one other thing I, I want to say about you and I, that I totally forgot about until right now. And it's still on my calendar but, and we've talked about this if people have listened oh, to yeah. episodes of Angie and I, because I bring this up every time, but 
I think we got really close because I was like, oh, how did we like, I saw Angie every, when <laughs> in, in a post-pandemic world to say that you saw someone every week, once a week, like I don't see most people once a week, you know, like we went, so, so Angie invited me my first week to go to the Rubid Museum, which she's a member of, and they would have this meditation this group meditation in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week, in the middle of the city. And I would meet her there. It was us and senior citizens. And we would meet you up. always cut in line. The senior citizens. I never know. I never noticed that detail. I was like, why are they always cutting in line? Those seniors. There'd be like one senior citizen in the front. And then suddenly there was like 30. Angie likes sitting in the front, which I, for meditation, also like because it's less distracting and being in the, okay, I see good. why you like. I am like yeah I'm the first row person <laughs> yeah 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 I see that I see why it was a good choice and they were incredible like Sharon Salzberg would lead mm-hmm. them and really incredible people that we loved and they would do a little talk and they would they would take a piece of art and talk about how the art connected to this dharma talk that they were giving essentially but it was all quite quick and then we would meditate together and then we would just like leave and go about our day and it was so grounding and especially like once i did get depressed in new york like those first couple times i came after uh breakup and was just i remember i think it was like cold too and we were just was it in the winter Oh, yeah. Okay. It was like a... So it was cold. And in February, you're totally over the cold. Well, you know, I mean, circling back to feng shui, though. Yeah. And you were talking about the nostalgia. It's interesting how... um, you know, people forget, but there's there are like connections with our homes and the spaces we are and the places we are that create that environment and our part... And it participates in those experiences. So like you have this period of time that connects to that second apartment in Detroit and also with your maybe an idealized version of where you were and then then but always wanting to leave that space mm-hmm. so it's like your environment is so important and then moving to New York and New York is a really compressed like aggressive environment mm-hmm. it really is and then going to that meditation every week was so nice because it's if you if the listeners aren't are not familiar with the Rubin Museum, it, it's a museum of Tibetan and Himalayan art. So there's all these amazing like Buddhist tankas and Buddhist and Hindu deity like imagery and statues, and it has like a very serene feeling. It's a, really an oasis in the kind of in the yeah. middle of Manhattan, totally. and to be able to commit i mean we didn't go every week but we tried if we just to commit to like okay i'm gonna take a intentional break in the middle of my on wednesday at noon in the middle of the week to create some space and go to this oasis for some time it helps to kind of reprioritize your life so like having that space that's cultivated for something really helped I think in New York and then and then you then then you had to leave New York so again you're like leaving you're changing your environment to accommodate like all the other transitions you were going through and then New York and and sorry not New York LA I think is also like I feel like LA is in some ways conducive to more friendships but I don't know why I don't know why why it is more than New York because I have also another friend that just moved back here 
And she's ha- also like finding more friendships here. I think because a little, I guess people in New York are a little bit like, they're kind of busy, too busy for friendships. I don't know. <laughs> Hard for me to, to decouple Los Angeles and the pandemic because I moved, I only really know living here. I only know living here within the pandemic and I mm-hmm. guess after whatever phase we're in now. And and I also really only know this neighborhood too, where mm. it's like I I was just right place at right time, kind of met people and more people and that just and and also I I don't know. I think I I don't know how it happened, but I I participated here and mm-hmm. I I don't I don't really have know. much deeper friendships here, right? Yeah, and I don't know about deeper, but I have more my my friend, I'm still like unpacking this. This is like a new thought I'm having. So we'll see how this goes. But my friend Crystal was who 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 is like a advisor and someone much like you in that way, who's wiser and older and and really knows me really well and and gives me a lot of direction <laughs> in a in a in a really thoughtful way. And and she said to me the other day, she was like. I know your brain really, really well at this point. And I was talking a lot about overwhelm and focus and we were trying to, I just have so much I want to do and need to do, but I keep making cakes for friends' birthdays and yes, I can go to that dinner. And yeah, and, and it was, I was kind of kinetic and like that in New York too. And then the pandemic sort of softened a lot of that for, for everyone because there were just less op- options. Yeah. But even in the pandemic, I felt I was like, oh my God, I'm stuck in here. I have like seven Zooms today and I have like this call and I'm rolling call. You know what I mean? And it was just like, I was like, oh my God, I can't even do it like this. But all of that to say is like, I've been this whole year, I've been craving alone time. Like I've been mm. craving time to just make my thing and time time to just, you know, and and not have unscheduled time. And But with that, when I'm not with people for long periods of time or not even long periods of time, just periods of time, period. Like this will fill me up, like spending time with my friend and being with you. Like this is so, it's less about time management. It's more about energy management, right? Mm, Cause like yeah. time can't be creative and created and destroyed, but energy can be. And there are interactions with people where it's like, wow, I like making friends for me, friendship is the easiest thing in the world. Like I can't have a relationship to save my life or like learn how to make money. Like those things I haven't figured out, but I have so many friends and I don't think those two things are unrelated because when I was growing up in school, my mom would always say like, concern yourself with you because I didn't get very good grades. And I was always talking like I was always like trying you know trying to I'm very emotionally intelligent and I'm I'm relational to a fault where it like where my my own stuff is the stuff that doesn't get done Mm -hmm. and when I worked for someone else when I had a boss I was I cared so much about what she thought of me that I wanted to do a good job right but when it's just me it's like well I so so that's been the the problem and then to answer your question about like the deep friendships I I don't know how deep they are. Like, I feel like we have a deep friendship because we, even though I don't get to see you that often, we don't talk even that often. I have had conversations with you that are really deep. And I, and I know that we view the world spiritually similarly and have this sort of baseline. So I could, you know, I was sharing with you about like vulnerably, like how I was feeling about age and money and my like life situation 
And I feel like I can just do that where most of my friendships here, I don't do that with. Like, mm. I don't really talk about that stuff. I, I It's more like, oh, what'd you do today? What are you doing tomorrow? And it's, I, I saw a friend who moved from LA to Ojai and she was back in town and I, and I saw her last night and she, and she was saying to me how, how great it's been being in Ojai and how she has a, a kid and a partner. And she was like, we have so many friends already. Like we all kind of go to the same coffee shop in the morning and then we all do our things. And then on, on Thursdays, there's this farmer's market and there's live music and we all hang out there. And, and I was like, Oh, that's so great. And I was like, and she's like, yeah, it's kind of like what you have here. And, and it's true. And I kind of, do have that here in the neighborhood. But, and I think when you have kids and when you have a partner, that's great. Like social connection can just be that. Like you don't need, yeah, you don't, need, you don't need support. You don't need like, cause I'm, I've been thinking about it a lot here. And it's like, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of people asking me to hang out. I have a lot of people, I get invited to a lot of parties. I, and I, I say all of this just to be like, I'm so grateful. It's so fun. Socially, my dance card is very full and I, and I do not have to worry. We don't have to worry about me being bored. That is not an issue. What we do have to worry about. Right, right, right. (laughs) And and same, like ever, you know, this is like how it's always been, but then, you know, and this is kind of dark, but this is just like, I didn't do have a chance to do my morning pages this morning. So you're getting it right now. Um, what I woke up feeling a little bit today, it's like, all right, how, real and I don't want to test this like I don't want to ever ask anyone for anything I don't want to ask anyone to drive me to the airport I want to I want to give people things and I want to show up for people and I've had people show up for me and at the end of the day I think when and you said something we were talking about like having partners and and this is the the sorry this has been all over the place but this is the thing that Crystal told me she was like it's challenging to and she to reach your goals or like have things progress in your life when you don't have, and and I know this is not true across the board because there are so many people who are, don't have these two things, but she was like, it, things move quicker when you have either a partner or like that you live with romantically, whatever, or a business partner. Mm-hmm. And if you have neither of those things, for and she's not saying for everyone, but for me in particular, it's going to be much slower. And what we were talking about before we started recording is like with all these friends that I have, I'm like, are they acquaintances or are they friends? Because I'm like, I don't, I would never like right now. I have this rug that I just have needed to get rid of for like a year. And Andrew's like, and I'm like, yeah, I need to hire a task rabbit for that. And and Andrew's like, why can't you just have a friend come over? And I'm like, I would never ask a friend to help me with that, even though it's a two person job. And I just, I would pay them or like buy them a, a drink or dinner or something. But I just, I, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel that closeness with any of my friends here. But the thing is, like, I kind of see what Crystal is saying about needing the support of in business too. It's like sometimes I wish I had a co-host or I wish I just had someone to. But no, no, no. I totally get what you're saying like that. Actually, during the pandemic, uh, Jeremiah and I, we renovated. And the hardest part, I think, for me during the renovation was that I had to rely on other people. Yeah. Like I stayed at a friend's house who actually I saw yesterday and she was so kind to let us stay there for like four months because she has a three bedroom in New York. And then and it was down the street and it was so easy because then I could go go back home and work and I could also check on the apartment. And then our neighbor let us keep our 
boxes and all our belongings in her apartment because she has two apartments and is never there. But it, but I see what you mean about the partner. Like I'll ask my husband to do something or my business partner to do something and we're in it together. And yeah. so there's like no question. It's like you're in there. You, it, there's one goal and you're doing it together. So there, so that kind of guilt is kind of, or that fear of trusting someone it's not a factor. Yeah. But it is a lot to, yeah, you don't want to inconvenience people or owe someone. Or put the pressure on the relationship. Like, I, I that's why friendship is so easy because friendship is like, there's no commitment. There's I, no one owes me anything. I don't owe, like, I don't mm-hmm. let friends dis- disappoint me. I can't disappoint friends anymore because I, I think that was why I got so depressed after my breakup with Nick in Michigan or in New York because- I I kind of replaced my codependency that I had with him that I didn't realize I had with everyone, but I just dispersed it. Like mm-hmm. I I diversified it into several friends. And I remember like I think a lot of those friendships suffered. Like one of my one of my closest friends, I remember like being at dinner with her and being like, okay, I'd like to see you every week. And she's like, I don't know if we can do that like I have to go to Paris next like you know and I remember being like heart and I'm like I haven't and I talked about in therapy and I I finally learned I I was like that was you can't ask that if that's not in the contract like you can't do that you can't ask for that kind of support but I was I was really depressed and I didn't really have any and I didn't have a job because I, I had that breakup and I left that job at the same time it was very destabilizing and I just was trying to anchor somewhere, but I have to be my own anchor and that's, that's it. Well, I wouldn't discount though that that happened in New York city. Yeah. Because New York city is really tough. Yeah. Like I remember when I first moved there and I was single and there was a few things that like the first things I learned was like, if you're looking for a job like anywhere else, or I was in California before in San Francisco, you, you submit it and you have an interview and then you just wait for them when you're in New York, they're like, no, you're, you need to follow up like five times with them. Everyone wants everything yesterday for, for no reason, except that they want it fast. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to happen. Like people are constantly pushing for things to happen faster, more aggressively. And, um, and it's much more relaxed in other places. And then I remember when I was single, like maybe we'd be at a part, like a party or a bar or something and, or a club and you'd, There'd be someone that was like, you're like, oh, that person's cute. And if you waited like even five minutes, there was already another woman talking, another girl talking to them. Do you you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They're just like the women are like really aggressive there too. Yeah. That's another thing. I'm not assertive at all. And that's something I'm learning about myself through therapy and through, you know, which I I don't think I'm going to, there's, and there's things I'm just accepting about myself or like, I'm not going to become assertive. I don't think. And because I never want someone to be like, you are a mooch or like you took advantage of, Mm -hmm. like, I, I care so much more about being liked and about the relationship and about genuine care. Cause I'm starting to like, not know what is real anymore. Okay. So if we're going to uh, bring it back to feng shui then <laughs> so what is so this is what i normally ask okay. people if you had okay we'll start with one wish one wish what would what's like one wish that you have right now oh, I love 
I thought I'd get three. No? Yes, we you don't get three. Time. But I, no, well, <laughs> let's do Okay, we could do three. You could do three, but I might not address them all. Okay, that's fine. You do get three. I know. I've done this. I've done this before. <laughs> that's why I was like, did the genie change? Well, okay. So, so my advisor person, Crystal, she kind of, she, I promise I'll be, keep this tight. But basically she did the podcast. She came over here and after she left, she was like, sent me several voice texts and she was like, I don't know what's going on, but, and she's a second generation psychic and she's very intuitive and she's just incredible. And she said, I don't know what's going on, but I just feel like I want to like give you a lot of gifts. Like I don't really know why. And she would, it's a really long story, but she would send me all these books that were important to her. And, and, and she was like, I got a couple messages for you. Like, is it cool if I tell you? And I'm like, uh, yeah, please. Mm -hmm. And she was like, People always want to give you gifts and you're very good at manifesting gifts. Yeah. Story of my life. I have a lot of like very nice clothes and things that I, whatever it's, that's true. And, but she's like, what you don't have is very much money and you're often paid. And, and she was like, so I think you really need to focus on, and this is like two years ago now, but she's like, you need to focus more on money because that will make your life a lot easier. And at the time, I had, it was a real, it was a heat wave and I had ordered two air conditioners and they'd both gotten stolen and I had to pay. It was like, a, it's not a drop in the bucket for me. <laughs> like the, and I had to pay the, uh, task rabbit to come and install once I finally got one. And I was kind of relaying that saga to her as, as a friend. Cause it was just a pain. And she was like, the other thing is I think you are someone, not everyone, but you are someone who is always better when you're in a partnership. And I thought of you and what you said years ago were like, and I don't know if I said this when we were recording, but something that Angie said to me years ago was like, because I was living with this older single woman who was very set in her ways. And I come from women like that. Like I come from a, a sea of, I was raised on like a farm of older single women who are set in their ways. And I, at the time, was in a relationship and and Angie, who is married, like said the same thing. Like you, when you are living with someone and when you are in a relationship, you constantly have to be nice all the time. You constantly have to compromise mm -hmm. and you have to participate, essentially. You have to be aware of your surroundings. And when you're living alone, like, and working alone, like all these things. And so that's the, the second thing Crystal pointed out was like, a lot of your life would be better and more it would be really stabilizing for you and grounding for you and you're really good at loving someone like you're really good at being in a relationship i mean not good at being but you enjoy that and you mm -hmm. want that so the and, and she was just like and on a practical level she's like you could have like a business like you said with a business partner like in it together like someone could be there when the the air conditioner got there someone could help you with that not to install it but just to like help you manage the two things getting stolen where I was just like, yeah, oh, somebody needed it more than me. Like I get it. Like I, you know, I understand. I, it's not money. Like I want to, I want to travel and I want to like go to nice dinners with my friends and I would love to live in a place with, but that costs money. Exactly. And I would love to have a yard or a garden or host people in a place that isn't my dorm room, you know? And, but I also don't want to, job. So I, so I guess my wishes are money, but, but making money at what I'm doing and feeling like I had the, the time and space. So wish number two would be like the time and space to 
live a creative life and feel like I'm able to contribute and create at the level and have the energy to do so without feeling so depleted. Because sometimes in all of my friendships, it's like I end up just feeling depleted. Like I'm, this has become a total therapy session and I'm embarrassed. That's that this okay. Is, <laughs> that's, what, um, that's what it ends up being with functioning. Usually. Oh man. Well, sometimes, not always. Yeah. So that's that. And then I'm, I also am like, I, I would like to have a partner, which is like, sounds like embarrassing and like kind of, because these wishes are, it's like asking for help. Wishes are help. Wishes are asking for help. Well, it's, no. (laughs) Which I don't like doing. First thing is that you would like to uh, invite in more financial abundance and you, and you're clarifying that fact that you understand you have abundance in a lot of other ways, like as far as gifts and you, but, but. But you acknowledge that some of the it's not a, it's imbalanced in terms of like the financial monetary um, that uh, balance that you're receiving of energy because because you know you offer a lot and we were talking about this earlier like we like as content creators we create a lot of content for free and so but with the hope that there's a cert- like a small percentage of our listeners do you purchase some product that we are doing, right? And so inviting in more actual financial prosperity, which is something that you're having an issue with. And then- And also I'm fine. Like no one worry about me because I had savings. Like I'm fine. It's just not sustained. Like I'm going to have to do something soon. <laughs> like yeah. it's fine. And I'm not even like tomorrow. Well, you're not but- on the street, but you're what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. no, but there, but it needs to be some, this is something that you'd like to focus on. And it's not just that you're, it's not, a lot of people ask for financial abundance that don't have any financial abundance issues, but you're actually saying, no, I do, would, my life would be much improved if I could have some ease in terms of the finance that's coming into my life. And that and having that to be rather than to go get a job at somewhere, you'd rather be able to use the skills that you have and the things that you love and and have that as the method in which you receive your financial well. Yeah. And it's interesting because in all these other sessions, I didn't listen to them back and it would oh, it'd probably make me cringe to hear myself back then. <laughs> yeah. But Money's like never been a thing that I like, trust me, I spiral about a lot of things. It's always interpersonal or like, like feeling ugly and like not good about how I look, which is so both things are embarrassing. But money was just always something that I was just like, I've always had enough. I've always figured it out. I've never had a ton, but I've always had like a decent amount. And I still, even though I am saying like, yes, I would like to make more money because I just haven't been really I don't live any differently. Like I, I still am. Yes. I'm going to let me buy drinks. Like, let me try to, let me get dinner. Let me, like, I'm still living as if, and I think that's probably good, you know, in a way, maybe, maybe yeah, I should like no, have a budget. But, also, but there's not, there's also like, like I said, there's a lot of people that say they want financial abundance that actually don't need it, but it, but there's, also a time and a place to actually say, yes, it's about money because a lot of people maybe think like, oh, it's not appropriate or it's embarrassing to talk about money, but money is just energy. And so there's a lot that you're energetically offering and it's not, what's coming back is not balanced. 
Yeah. And it affects and it affects things. This episode is brought to you by Brooke Linen. Are you short on Cupid's arrows, but you still want to make them fall in love? Brooke Linen has everything you need to help others create a soft spot in their heart and in their home. It's the perfect place to grab home essentials that whoever you love will love. And listen, they're so soft. You're going to love them so, so, so much. I really do. Brooklinen doesn't let anyone come in between you two by using their direct supplier relationship to source high quality materials at a fair price model. Over 100,000 everyday experts have already fallen head over heels for their five-star home essentials. The reviews speak for themselves. You can read them yourself. They are top-notch. Sure, you've probably heard about Brooklyn before on another podcast, but have you heard about it from me? And did you know that they have award-winning luxury sateen sheets that sure make you feel like you're sleeping on a cloud, a cloud in a, you know, fairy tale, right? That's where Brooklyn takes you. Also, they're not just bedding. You can give your bathroom a upgrade. It can become a spa. It can feel luxurious. They have ultra soft robes. They've got towels and not just any towels. These are incredible towels. And if you're looking to upgrade your spaces, listen, Brooklinen has bundles that you can just make a complete package for the whole home. Choose bed, bath, or a combo of both. Save time, save money on creating your dream space in general. Create a space that you and everyone else will have a crush on. With, I love crushes. With Brooklinen. Visit brooklinen.com and get $20 off plus free shipping on orders over $100 with code Let It Out. That's B R O O K L I N E N dot com for $20 off plus free shipping on orders of $100 or more with code Let It Out. Thank you so much, Brooklyn, and truly means so much. And and then you mentioned like your friend was talking about like you receive you're receiving things that are like expensive gifts and things for people, but that's not you would much rather that's not as helpful for you. What's more helpful if, is if you had the financial balance. Mm-hmm. That's important because a lot of people are kind of like ashamed or like don't think it's okay to talk about money. But I think that that's a big thing that I'd like to talk about with my students too. Like, don't be afraid to ask for your value and to recognize that money is what's going to fund things. And more people who are interested in doing great things in the world, like, need to make more money because the more money that we make, the more money that we actually give that back. Like we hire other people, we support other, like we use our dollars to support causes that we think are important. And so it trickles down in a lot of ways. Kind of tied into the first thing, right? Like where it's that you would like to make this, have the finances in in connection with something that you enjoy. Your cre- and to and have the space to have the space to make do that. good work because it takes me a long time. Like I'm really slow to create. That's something else that Crystal said. She's like, they say in marketing you can do things 
good, fast, or cheap. And she's like, you're trying to do, you can't have all three. You can have two of those things and you're doing good and cheap. And so it's going to be really slow. Mm. And, and that has, that tracks. <laughs> okay. I don't know how good it is, but I'm trying yeah. to, I'm aiming for okay. <laughs> and also just not being super o- overwhelmed and working all the time. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing. Eight million thing, jobs. <laughs> yeah. And the third thing is to invite in a partner, which we you've been looking at for a while. So what's going on with that? I was open to whatever going into the, like the new year. And I think, but I also was like, all right, I really need to focus on work and like figuring out my work situation and like trying like kind of what we were talking about earlier, money and strategize and what's going on with the podcast. And so I I was focusing my energy there. So I wasn't like actively trying to date. And I feel like this year, 2022, we're recording this in December, mid-December. I feel like it just, I blinked and it was over. And, And I'm, I'm realizing, I think I invested way too much time in friendships. Like I spend all my time Female friends? Yeah, just like platonic friendships with people. Mm. And I don't know, this one person like meh. It made me feel really bad about myself actually because mm. he's younger than me and he he's like a teaser. He'll never listen to this, I hope. <laughs> um, but he's like a he teases people and he was teasing me about being old, which like which you don't do. Yeah. But like, and it was kind of funny. And at first I was like giving him shit too. But then I was like, I, this is not like we were in here and he, like he, he was, it's okay when I like say it's a dorm room and like make the joke and it's okay if my friends do. But anyway, the, it was just making me feel bad about myself. And like, I, yeah, so that was, that was that. And then I really like hadn't dated at all. And I would like go on Raya from time to time and just like see who's on there, but never message anybody because I can't even keep up with the messages coming into my emails. And my so it's just like too much. But I felt like I was getting a lot of like my like social needs met by people that I hang out with. So it wasn't really like even on my radar. And then in September, I this is so silly, but my friend had a birthday party. And I brought the cake because I keep doing that, which is a very like highly photographed party position, <laughs> the cake candle person. And I like joke to her after that. I was like, I have gotten recognized more around town since your birthday than ever in my life. After that, somebody from like, like this is, I feel like I'm 12, like wanted to ask her if they could have my number. And, and so then they came into the shop. It was like this whole thing. And I started to like this person and then it was all very sweet. And like, this is a real slow situation. And then I don't know. And I, and I, I was so not into them at first. Like it was, it's not, it's, it was totally different, but I was like, wow, they really tried. Like they, when they came in to ask for my number, they really had to, they were going to have an audience. Like it was so crowded in there. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so embarrassing. But like he really tried. And I was like, you got to give him credit. And it was just nice to have someone like give a shit about me. Like he's, he started to remind me of Nick because I was like, oh, the only reason you remind me of him is because he also liked me. And I think you might like me. Like it was like, that's my bar so low. Crystal always says like someone just has to like, smile at you the right way and you're like oh my god you know and so anyway and 
it was really slow, but that's fine because I was like doing other things and like, but it gave me such a boost, Angie. Like the reason I bring it up is because I I felt like the since that happened, like it just it was so nice to be liked. And like, I would get excited to look at my phone to see if he had texted me. And usually now when I look at him, it's like, okay, it's either a work thing or even if it's my sweet friend, like sending me something, it's still like a plan. I'm going to have to like, you know, it just all felt so exhausting, but this was like this sparkly fun thing. Anyway, it just like fizzled. And then I, yeah, I also am not like on the apps or trying. And and I do think I'll meet people in person because I, I make friends in person. Like, you know, but I need another friend. Like I need to hold my head. So I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So we'll start with that one first. Okay. So with your relationships. Okay. So it sounds like, cause so, so when I t- work with someone feng shui was, I kind of need to know a little bit more, but let me just clarify is that you, you are actually though, you're not, you're not on any apps really, or actively looking, you're not actively trying to date you're not actively making time to date. You're just seeing mm-hmm. if something will fall into your lap. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same with money. Like, I'm not, maybe it's me. I think it's all me. Well, no, I'm just, so I'm just saying, like, it does actually require some effort. I know, which I'm not doing. You're right. You're yeah. right. I'm so, are you around friends that have single guy friends? Because I have like one friend where she was like, I really want to meet someone, but then she would do things like just go to ceramics class with lots of other older, Ladies, you know, single lady, you know, it's like, there's some things that you, you can like, are you doing things that men that you like would be at? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Then are you meeting them? And I hang out with, I hang out with, my friends are not all women. My friends are probably like straight guys, but they're platonic. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Mm Mm-hmm. Have you, okay. Well, can you ask, so here's maybe where you can be more assertive. Absolutely not. not. Why? Uh, cause I can't, I can't. No, you, you don't have to say, set me up with someone. You could just say, Hey, can I'm, I want to start dating. Could you invite me to things where, you know, there's going to be some single guys at? Well, I think I just go to, like, I go to things where there's all sorts of people all the time. And that you, is cause I went parties and like, but then how, you're not meeting any single guys at the party. No, I am. Oh, you are. Okay. I'm talking to people. I'm are you exchanging numbers. Sometimes, actually, I mean, yeah, people ask for my number a lot. And then they never call? And not, that sounded, but like uh, frequently. I mean, I work at the shop. I work at the other shop. I work at like, I mean, you know, know I'm around. So they know how to find you. Yeah. I'm going to give you like a variation on like a feng shui adjustment, which isn't about moving something in your house, but we'll do that too. Is maybe like you, you're going to have to think of the number, but make a commitment to Maybe you need to say yes to the next nine times that someone asks you on a date. Okay, here's here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. A lot of these, well, I'm not even really if you don't like them. On, just give them a try. Okay, because I, I people are asking for my number, mm-hmm. but not actually not getting asked on that many dates. And even like this person who I who did ask for my number, mm-hmm. he ne- I never went on one date with him. We hung out uh-huh. and we would like go on a walk or go like, but it was always like, oh, what are you doing? Like he, it was, all, I never have, been, I said this to my friends over the other night. I have not been on one date since I lived here. Do young people go on dates still? What do people do? 
I, that's I don't know, I'm not young. <laughs> okay, what do, do people your age go on dates? Do your friends? Yes. Do okay. If you're just waiting for someone to show up, you could do that in a more strategic way. Okay, you could, great. You could say like, you could just like drop, like feng shui wise, you could just dr- drop in conversation where you are, like locationally. It's like, oh yeah, like I work at this place. I'm there on every Tuesday. Yeah. So then you're just, that's the way to kind of tell them where they can come find you. Yeah, Without I guess I kind of did to ask that for their number. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I did with the one guy who. And with the chi, you need to say yes, even if. I mean, even if you're not, unless you're totally like no way, Jose. Yeah. But like, I would definitely say yes to get the chi moving and to get the chi started, and um and like maybe put like a number around it, like where you're like okay, the first nine guys I'm going to just say yes to I just haven't really had like this those are the two then really this year like, who, so it's gonna be it's a, gonna take me nine years yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ great or, well, or I'm, and I'm gonna be dead by then <laughs> or you know like have like go in with like um, a party with like saying I'm gonna talk to nine different single guys all right that's another option like one of my friends who's really really friendly he i mean i know you don't have a problem talking about things but he just like goes into a party with topics already that he can just default on like some something in the news or something i don't know that's smart i I feel like i kind of do that but yeah and then you just but kind of like have a strat new a numeric strategy like i'm just gonna like okay i need one more guy you're just gonna say hi to some guy at the end and it's not about like that's the person that's going to be your like match made in heaven. But it's like putting you just, it's also like a numbers game, but you have to put your chi out there and you're starting to get the energy moving because otherwise you're just, you're stagnant. Right. But I think that's good. Cause well, I think it's good that things are moving, but I think you need to like be a little bit more assertive about having the chi move because, because every time you, if you're just sitting there, it's just like no energy is moving. No chi is moving. You're moving your bed. Where do you want it to go? Well, I don't know. I know you're going to say no. Where the couch is? Yeah. What if we switched your couch and your bed? Does that make sense? I know. She's, I knew you were going to do this. Um, well, well explain, <laughs> I'm down. Well, explain because, it to me. Well, because I think I told you this when you first moved here. So like what you're do- so. You don't need more friends, right? Mm-hmm. So your public life is deeper into your apartment. So the deep, the farther it, the closer you are to the door, the more public it is. So having like your bed or your more private area close to the door, like especially if you're inviting in a partner, is kind of like it's this idea of like people can come, like your partners can come in and out of your life really easily, like literally sneak out the door. That's what they're doing. <laughs> So, but if they're here, it's a little bit harder, but also it represents you're allowing people to come a little bit deeper into your life. And maybe with your friendships, they can, you la- you're like, you don't need so many friends. Maybe your friends can be more like out a little bit external and like you, you're more open to now bringing in someone, a partner that's going to be in like the more private parts of your life. I'm going to do it. So Oh, you will? Oh, my God. Well, I got to get rid of that carpet anyway. So I'm going to get a task rabbit. I mean, we can't do it right now because you're- I mean, yeah, we can if you want. Really? Yeah, let's do it. Well, okay. So the carpet's going to go. I'm going to move the- the Just leave the carpet there and we move the bed. But then we need to move the sofa too. 
Yeah, this might not be a job for today, but we'll okay. talk about it. Okay. But I'm so just to be clear, I move the I move my bed here to there and I move my couch. Okay. Now now for people listening, it it the 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 bed's kind of going to be in the living room and the kitchen. That's That's the, okay. It's deeper cuz you have a studio. It's going to And be, who cares? Yeah. Okay, so because basically So the, the bed would be all the way in the corner. Yeah, so it the, against the wall or not? No, no, not against the wall. Because like the midline of your home, if we drew a line where the middle is, the be- it's better to have things like your bed further back. So, um, and having things like more public areas, like your living room further up. So you can keep this here, but move it over and just make sure you have like two or three feet here and you have two nightstands. They don't have to be matchy matchy. And it's I, fine. I used to have those on either side of my bed, but I moved that away because I just, I felt like I wanted to switch it up. Is that bad? No, it's fine because just make sure you have so- room on both sides of the bed. And then also I would say maybe don't have the footstool in front of your bed. Oh, is that bad? Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be, but you know, my te- one of my teachers reminded me recently, like, so um, the foot of your bed is kind of represents your career and it could mean that like you're not Damn, able I gotta to move that right now. Yeah. Not able <laughs> Well, I'm gonna. I'm doing all of this after. Okay. Like, all right, maybe we shift it. So I think that's. I think we would flip that, and then you can arrange. The Wait, sofa sorry. How what were you saying like. about the footstool? Oh, so the footstool is blocking kind of like the career area of your bed. So that's my problem. <laughs> so let's move that, and um, I think that's better because maybe you do kind of want to have your friendships a little bit like not so overwhelming your life because if you because you just said that you prioritized going out with your friend rather than going on a possible date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe if you switch it and you're, and you're totally into that. So I like that. That's kind of like, that's telling me you're willing to try it. Cause you know, if it doesn't, if you don't like it, you can always move it back. Yeah. I will literally do anything for you, Angie. You know, I trust you. No. <laughs> it's true. Okay. So then, um, and then let me see what else. The so, bell on the door is because of you. So the bell on the door is good because that helps to keep you in command. The bathroom door. Oh, yeah. You have your mirror. Yeah. This is okay. Yeah. I think I this is going to be better because you don't. Yeah. Because you don't want to. Actually, it's not great to have your toilet right in front of your bed. But that's going to be a moot point right, pretty soon. So now you'll move it. Okay. So then the other. So I think that will help with the relationships. And then you remember the relationships that. Corner. Should yeah, put the bed over there. No. <laughs> But like, yeah, I know because you're you're always concerned about your relationship corner. Let me see. Maybe, but maybe the art is okay. Yes. I need to like hang those or do something with those. I bought this for myself. This is my Christmas I like it. To it's very nice. Wait. Oh, the art or the? I had someone build that. I like. Oh, yeah. But that was, you've had that out. for like a year. One year. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to see if you liked it. No, I like it. I've seen it on your feed. I have so, a lot of broken furniture. Is that bad? Like, for yeah, instance, that needs to be reupholstered. Oh. These, like, aren't great. I got them at the flea market. This table, I want to get a new table. I want to – I cannot stand the ceiling fan, mm-hmm. and I'm going to replace it Okay, because it's not hard to do that. I just need to – the one thing I really do need help with is, like, where am I going to store that one? Oh. And I don't want to get a storage unit just for that, but I don't mm. know what to do about that. It won't fit in the closet or something? I mean, it probably would, but then like where it'd be the only thing that would fit in yeah. that closet. You're going to switch your bed further in with the intention that you're now willing and open to not, you don't want just people 
partners coming in and out of your life. You'd like to have someone that's going to stay longer. Mm-hmm. Someone that you're going to invite to the your more vulnerable parts of you. Right? Yeah. And then if I got it, I, I always dream about getting a projector. Uh-huh. And that would actually make sense yes. if the if the couch was there mm-hmm. to have the projector. Yeah. And I think that'll provide a little bit more balance because usually the private areas of your life are deeper in because you don't want everyone to know all your private business. You know, maybe and instead, like you have you have more of a balance between your friendships and and what they represent. So like having your um, living room kind of really further in may actually kind of be a symptom or emphasize like, you know, that, you know, how you're talking about, um, like having a lot of expectations from your friends, but then at the same time, not wanting to expect anything, maybe that will help to balance like that. Okay. That difficulty you're having. You might, are you going to move your air conditioner then? Oh, you can't because you got that installed, right? Yeah. Okay, so the air conditioner is in your well, because sometimes you can look at the air conditioner as kind of like cooling things down. It's so, in my abundance corner. Yes, it's in your abundance area. So what you could do with that is maybe you can make something fun with it. Like how ha- I mean, you're not using it right now, but um, like put like some like little flags or streamers so it's more fun. Well, you use the sticker on the side, and I have my tarot oh, cards good. on top of it, and I have that fun. I did that. Yeah, and then when you have the when you have the drapes, it'll look that better. But that's not an issue because it would be kind of expensive to move it. No, it's be. okay, and it has to go somewhere because then it would be in it would be in your relationship area or in your wealth area or your fame off area. As much as it would there, yeah. Sleeping thing. Oh, you need it for sleeping. Then that's good. It would. It's gonna suck in the summer to have to be. I wish I didn't have to have an air conditioner, but you kind of need it. In LA, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I mean, you actually might like it. Being Closer right to you, yeah. To um, so I think that, and I actually like that your bed is moving to your wealth area, wealth and abundance area. And because uh, with the intention, because the wealth and abundance area is also about your self-worth. And I think that you're, by putting your bed there, you're kind of prioritized. You know, you talked about prioritizing your needs over other people's. And I think that can be one of the intentions with doing that. You're like, well, I'm going to like make an effort to take care of myself a bit more, to prioritize myself. Like this area is like related to, um, yeah, to that abundance and having a lot of fullness and having like, I was making this, um, Allusion to like, you know, in um, L.A., every like, or in most places, especially in California, people have like fruit trees mm-hmm. and there's so much fruit. Like you have so like you get so many lemons that you share it with other people. Yeah. Like moving your bed here with that intention that you have a lot to share, but it's not um, at your own expense that like there's so much that you have to offer and you can still share. But then. Like, I want to do something so that you're inviting in more financial abundance, which was the first thing you were talking about. So, ah, and it relates to helpful people. Okay, so what we could do is we can do something in this this area and the opposite area, which is your bathroom. So basically, this area is related to your wealth and abundance and then in your self-worth. And this area, your bathroom is related to helpful people 
and the male element, which we talked about before. Blue shower curtain because of you. <laughs> Do you notice that? Yes. Oh, yeah. You. Sh I think you showed me that one. So um, I think that you have the plants in there and that's really good. And it's doing really well, the pothos. Oh, my gosh. It used to be so tiny. And there's no light in there. Isn't it crazy? But it's a lot of moisture, right? There's a window in there. Oh, and I think right. it gets the light from here. Okay. Um, but we can do something to emphasize both areas. So basically the idea is like part, I think part of your ability to invite more financial abundance is to have benefactors mm -hmm. like sponsors, but also people that are helping you, which also means that you need to ask for help. So and it doesn't mean that you need to start actively asking for help, but by working with these two areas, you're acknowledging that you need to, part of how you can attract financial abundance is to recognize that you need, you need benefactors. You need people that are going to support you, that are going to financially support you. And that, and when you have wonderful benefactors, whether they refer you to more, more people or, you know, you have your followers that purchase things that you're offering. Um, part of it, they have to know that you have to ask for it as well. So there needs to be a balance of that. So I'm trying to think what would be a great way to activate both for you? Um, do you, do you like the color purple? Not really, but I'll do anything for you. What do I what do, okay. I do with the purple? Well, Paint the walls purple? You say the word. No, no, because like, well, because purple is the color of um, this area and it's related. To, I think that purple is also, purple is considered a very regal color as well. So. Purple bedding? No, you can keep that. I have, I, okay. I can give you a little art project. Okay. You're gonna, maybe you're going to think this is cheesy. But maybe you create, I was thinking like you create some kind of like purple crown. That I wear. <laughs> you don't have to wear it. <laughs> but maybe like it's like a crown or like a tiara or something that you like, I don't know, like put like in the corner there and also one in there. Could it be so small that no one has to see it? No, it has to be like oh, something, that was, <laughs> something that you could wear. But you don't have to show anyone. So I hide it? No, it needs to hang up on the wall. For how long? And then when someone <laughs> comes over, I can put it in a drawer? No. Oh, God. But like, I mean, I'm thinking of something like really cool. Like what if it, like what if you make a fresh one? Of flowers? Of flowers. Like but then, purple flowers. And then just replace it every week? Yeah. That's so expensive and time consuming. Oh, well, can't you, don't you go on hikes and stuff where you can find, it doesn't have to be a flowers. And what if you like find like a nice like purple. vine? Okay. And you just put a purple ribbon around it. Okay. All right. All right. Now we're talking. It doesn't. I can't, it can't be, be dried. I know that. No, not dried. I want you to have something that's alive. But like, I don't know. Like, or maybe it's like a purple ribbon or all right. something. But something that's like a little bit, I know, cheesy, but like. Something. And I have to hang this on that empty white wall. Yeah, just on the corner. It doesn't have to be the main thing. Okay. Or it could be, yeah. Like, I was thinking like maybe right over here. Could I hang it from my bed? Yeah, you can hang it from your bed, but it could be like right here. Just so something that I want you to be able to see it. Okay. So and then also hang it in the bathroom. Yeah, one in one for each area with the intention that you're activating um helpful people, the masculine element, bring inviting in a male element in your life. 
and also to work on your self-worth and abundance and financial wealth. And by, and activating this kind of feeling that you are a queen, that you are, you, you're, you're like, oh, <laughs> no, I'm listening. Like, oh, I'm like listening. A, I'm like, listening. You know, like that you're, um, you're like this, like, like the queen. <laughs> no, but that's, that's, no, but I think like something that I got sent do- this really expensive vase by a brand that I, we just took a great picture of you. Yeah, yeah. Angie told me it looks like a, like a crotch, <laughs> and it is purple. <laughs> yes. Well, it's like a mauve purple. Yeah, but it does count. Like, but I'm thinking of just like some kind of like cute like little tiara thing, and it's activating like your crown chakra too. So it has a lot of different nuances to it, but it's bringing in that color purple, that elegant color of royalty. Maybe someone could make me like a collage or something and then I could frame that mm-hmm. and then I could put that in both places. All that right, too. I'll think on this. But something like that has this feeling of like crown jewels or like purple, like that makes you feel like you're the queen you are. If anyone here is listening and would like to make me a art <laughs> in this realm realm then uh i i need two of them (laughs) well i'm thinking like what else i think you can look you'll find something well one in that bathroom and one in this and so they're it's activating those two corners of your apartment to bring in i don't like that word queen necessarily but like you know what i'm saying like there's this sense of nobility and that you can invite your value you can be proud of the value and this and the offerings that you have and they're of great worth all right i'm into that the when i move my bed to this new area i feel Mm -hmm. like i'm moving this is really going to be good Mm -hmm. and i just think moving things around creates i just think it's going to be good for me i've been here for like two years yeah is that right yeah no a year and like a year and a half it's been a long saga about having a headboard. It was a big joke because I didn't have a head. I've never had a headboard actually. And Angie's pointed it out every time. And I remember in the episode with Nick, you were like, yeah, it's really bad for stability in the relationship. Uh And we looked at at each other and we were like, oh no. (laughs) She was right about that one. I I just got a new bed Mm -hmm. for free as a gift from a um, brand that I worked with. So, I talked to someone and she has a wood shop and she told me that she can build a headboard that would attach to that. Okay. Yeah. And I just like dragged my feet in doing it because it was kind of expensive, but that would count and especially moving it to the new spot, do it. And then I was trying to ask you earlier this summer about how high, because I had to give her the measurements. Uh And so I texted you, remember? And I was like, how high up? Because I wanted it to just be like, like, because the ceilings are so high in here, I like that the bed is so low to mm-hmm. the ground that I was going to make it not that high. And you were like, no, it needs to be really no. high. Well, okay. How it high does be, it need it to be? It could be as high as the top of the pillow. pillow. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I think the peach is good. Keep the peach. I have a pink one too. Yeah. Pink and peach. Because those are, uh, we say that the peach is peach blossom luck and that's good to attract a partner. So keep that. And then let's see what else. What about rugs? Like, I'm going to get rid of that rug. What are, I've never heard you talk about rugs in feng shui ever. 
So rugs provide our grounding and they offer earth element. So the shape and the like earth element is square and flat or rectangular and flat. So it provides grounding and stability, stability, but you already have a lot of grounding and stability. So I don't know if that that's like the most important thing for you, but it's fine to get rid of them. I also have a rug in there. Yeah, no, that's good too. Like for you, like that's not like something that you really have to have. We got bigger fish to fry. Yes, exactly. Like moving the bed. And then, so your door is good, easy to open. You can invite in things. Let's see what else. So you have the two closets there. So this closet is partially in your skills and knowledge area. But I don't think that you have any trouble with skills and knowledge. I'm a very slow learner. (laughs) (laughs) But you also have, no, but it's skill. I think that you are okay with it. But you also have the mirrors on on the door. So it kind of solve that problem that's my least favorite thing in this apartment those mirrors because they're i don't even want you to look at yourself in them they make my friend zoe was like i think 90 percent of your body image issues are that mirror because it's like a funhouse mirror it like makes everyone look like someone went on the top of their head do you notice it yeah it's all it's all warped you know what you can do is put film on the mirror where do i you'll show me where to buy that yeah just go to home depot just get film okay like and it's it like will a decal. fit to it perfectly. Yeah, you can trim it. It'll make it look like frosted glass. All right, I'll do that. And then I think the dining room table is fine. So you you said these are falling apart. Well, no, no they're fine. The so the kitchen. So you have a mirror at your stove. That's good. So you can see behind you. Yes. And then you have all these post-its of things that you have to do slash stress you out. And that's in the what area is that? That's it. that's also in your mask, your male helpful people area. Can you create a section that you move things in there that other people can help you with? I mean, I'm down for everyone to help me with. <laughs> well, are there ones that you feel safe to? Well, let me let me just tell you what's there. This okay. Do you Sure. The first thing is all about my apartment. The second list is all about writing tasks. So it's like half completed essays, things I need to write. The other thing is all like social things, like events I'm going to do, people I haven't seen in a while. I haven't called my friend Isabel in too long. And then that part is all about podcasts, like guests and ideas for that. Mm -hmm. And then ideas to make money and like brands to reach out to sponsorship, like basically podcast work. And then the other part is about gifts that I'm going to give people for Christmas. Okay. I'm trying to think, is that the helpful people area or is it the completion area? It might be in your completion area. None of the stuff is complete. But there's stuff that you want to complete, All right? of it needs to okay. be completed. Like All right. To yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so it is actually good in that area, I think. Oh, okay. That's good. Because now plant. that I'm looking, it's kind of borderline. Yeah. Okay, you know, let's say it's in the completion area because you stand in the completion area. So this is good, actually. You're, you put it in a good place. It means that you're completing things. But I think you can create... No, you know what? I know. I think I like the purple thing is enough. Okay. And I think if you want, though, I think it would be helpful to make a section here with... And you can use purple post-its. The easy, the lowest hanging fruit in terms of things that you can delegate to someone else without feeling bad. Okay. All right. Little things. And as you do them, you could, you could, then you like let them go, right? Is it bad to have a plant on my fridge? And is the taking, my guest book is taking people's heights underneath the closet or the no, that's cabinet. Okay. That's okay. But your plant is dying of 
on top of I know it will, it'll come right back to life I just okay, need to just water, it. water it okay no no that's the good. art in here is okay yeah the art in here is okay so the, and then this is your relationship area oh I know I was looking at this earlier so no I think this is good did you solve your situation with your Kind of. I I basically have this Walter water filter and it's just Berkey water filter and they're just hard to, I, it's just, yeah, they're, it's hard to, to prime. So I I just have to constantly refill it. It's just slow to filter, but it's okay. Is it bad to have that there? Well, you remember what I was saying? It's kind of like, sounds like when you talk about a partner too, it's like, Oh, it's hard uh-huh. to prime them. You just have to like put in so some maybe just work. move it elsewhere. Or- yeah. Can you put it here or something? Sure. Yeah, it's fine. Just like don't have it in the relationship area. Okay. All right. And then what is what are these little prism things? They just make like rainbows in here. Oh, my friend nice. Dexter had it. And I like, like that. Him. I just bought some for my. I just bought these rain. My one of my graduates makes art, and she made these rainbow ones. Oh, I got cool. them for my niece. Could you get flowers for yourself over here? Every day? I mean, no, yes. No, I mean, like, you can go to, like, Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah, get Easy. And so I would just put fresh flowers here every day. Okay. To, with the, in your relationship, Barry, because you have a table with two chairs. Do you eat here? Or do you eat there? You- I'm going to be honest with you. I eat, like, standing up in the kitchen most days. It's not great, but it is what happens. Okay. Well, maybe you can maybe start sit sitting here, because I yeah. like that you have two. So you have two chairs and a little table. You're creating a space for a partner. I think bringing in like some fresh flowers as much as you can would help to bring new energy to your relationship. You have two pillow. You have how many pillows do you have? Four. Four. Good. Okay. When I used to, when I do get flowers, which mm-hmm. is pretty often actually, I put them on that window or mm-hmm. on this table. Never yeah. ever over here. Yeah. So put them over here just because right now you're working because that's your fame area where you're dining, where you're, I guess this is like your work table, right? Mm-hmm. So that's your fame area. But I think right now we want to focus on your relationships, Yeah. right? Yeah. So then when you get the relationship in place, if you had a relationship, maybe the other things in your life would come easier. Yeah, I think they might. Because before it sounded like you were kind of prioritizing your work and now you're seeing that having someone in your life that you can trust and rely on, especially a romantic partner, would actually create more ease for you to have to to do all the things that you want to do with your life and your business and creativity. I have a business partner now, Laura, and we and we have the same goal, but we don't aren't doing the same things. Yeah. So we have a bit we can create something really strong because we have a balance of it. And we're basically like married. So actually working with this area, she's like my other wife, my other husband, or I'm her other. This area isn't just about like your romantic relationship. It can be your business partner too. Like we always, Laura and I make a joke. Like I'm like, you need to put my picture in your your relationship area. And then also like with my husband, like we have that partnership too, where he helps, he does more, he supports me. And because he supports me in terms of like, not financially, but he supports me in terms of like taking care of the house, taking care of the dogs, cooking. cooking. But he also like works for my company, yeah. my companies. Then I can spend my energy being creative yeah. and working on the, I can manifest that. And we're not trying to do the same thing at the t- same time, but he can also work on his art and, and be a musician as well. So no, yeah. it is really important. Maybe I would even say you need maybe spend some more time over here. 
see what it's like to be instead of in this, but be in a partnership. And so with yeah. intention that like giving space for an intimate partnership, whether or not it's, it could be romantic or it could be a business relationship or a platonic friend. A lot of people have like these platonic kind of relationships where they live together, buy a place together, you know. Something more defined. That was the yes, word that I a think defined got me at the end of that message when she was like, uh, having a partnership that's more defined than friendship because I think I have all these undefined yeah, just like your chairs. They're like, this one's from a flea market. I yeah. don't know where that came from. This one's doing its own thing. They're this all acquaintances. One, they're all different, right? Mm-hmm. But this is like, no, this is like, we're we're a pair. We're t- we make this one matches this one. We have a space, a table with enough space for each of us. And you have your part and I have my part. And together we form a whole circle. One whole thing. I prefer sitting on these stools. I have two more of them. They're in my mm-hmm. closet. So if I put two stools there and moved these chairs over here, mm-hmm. that would be fine. Could I have three stools there and don't have three of anything? Well, the only reason why I would say it doesn't. Well, I just only want two here because you're looking for that defined relationship. Yeah. To the pair. Three makes it confusing. I think also the reason why I like these chairs better is because they have a back. And so what that means feng shui wise is that you have some support. Okay. That you're not holding yourself up. They're not comfortable for working, but I could work from. Well, maybe you find two other chairs that are comfortable working, or maybe you can make these more comfortable, but I mean, you can try, you could try the pair of those stools, but if you know, like there's there's the balance of what's practical. So if you really can't like work on sitting on these chairs, then you can switch. But there is the metaphor of this is holding you up. This All is right. giving you support. A high back chair actually is a thing. Like having no support. That's like really like having no support and being you're still like holding yourself up. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't work. Yeah, and I was also going to say, try try working from this a little bit. And then one other thing I was thinking is you do need a feng shui crystal ball. And I can send you one halfway. When I send you your charm, I'll send it to you. Half, somewhere, it doesn't have to be halfway. Just You can even just hang it from that smoke detector. Just from, it needs to be somewhere between here and this area. Because if you do work here, I don't want the chi coming straight at you because it's very like, um, what is the word? Uh, it's very... Yeah, yeah. It does, but it doesn't have to be in the middle. It could just be anywhere. So I have. It comes with a damage-free hook and everything, and a red string. You just hang it. So it's super easy. I had one of those in Louise's apartment. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I think those will really help. I think that's really. I think there's a lot of intention in that. So you can think about the chair is uncomfortable. Don't use it. But like, if you can, just recognize like, oh, maybe I can let myself be supported a little bit. Maybe I can make space at my table for a defined relationship, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Because it's not easy to find a business partner or a romantic partner because you have to have that same level of trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like it's the most important thing in both situations to have someone you trust. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, I don't even have anything else to say on that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to move that filter somewhere else, like over there. Yeah, I do feel like 
I don't. Well, I wanted to show you this. There, mm. No matter what I do, mm -hmm. I, I had so many other tiny ones in here. Yeah, those babies. them for friends last Christmas. Yeah. And then I got more, and then the other one has more. So, like, I feel like that's good. Mm -hmm. But I just I, – I have two Monsteras that I love that are, like, huge. But I'm feeling like – I don't want to get rid of them because mm -hmm. I love them, but I just feel like the plants I have in here is too cluttered, and I really, really want to buy – this really cool tree because the ceilings are so high in here. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's this one specific plant that they have at the shop that I work at mm -hmm. that I want to buy. Yeah. But like, could I give, give these away? Yeah. Like, give them away. Um, One of my friends, actually, she just posted like, she's like, we had to like, go. we had to give away our monster because it was too needy. Oh, all right. So maybe. Yeah, just, of like, course. Someone will love this. Okay. All right. Definitely. It just makes me sad because I might want them again, but. Well, you can, what, well, if I you give it to someone, you know, at, yeah, that's yeah, you could just do. say like, you might, you know, can you hold these for a year or something? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think actually, I think it, you're, since you have high ceilings too, you would benefit from using the height. So I yeah. think a tree is a good idea because everything is so low, which can actually kind of also add to, cause I know you like the low bed and the low sofa, but it can also like lower your chi. Okay. Like low, so like if you're prone tree. to for depression, like yeah. low things can like keep your energy levels low too. What about where should I put that tree when I get it here? Well, where were you thinking practically to put it? I haven't really thought. Okay. About it yet. In this area, which is your fame and reputation, to kind of feed your fame and reputation, which actually you know it would help to be more visible, so you can find a partner. Okay. Because you you need you need more visibility and more communication. All right. So I like that. Or is it bad in my books there? No, I don't think so. Because you, you read them, right? You've read them. You like them. Yeah, I don't touch them a ton. Well, I mean, I, I think that you're you're going for a look and it's not like clutter. So it's, I think it's fine. Although, do you have trouble sleeping? No. Okay. So I think also you could you could decide where I have to trouble put. trouble waking up. Okay. So that's the opposite. So, so, um, so the tree could go into the wealth area if you want to have more growth in your, your wealth and actually having a big tree is smart because you're already working with something that has a lot of upward growth and a lot of strength, right? Or it could go in your fame area for more visibility if you need to be seen more, or it could go in your relationship area. But I, actually, I feel like maybe you could put it right there next to your bed. In the corner. Will it get enough sun there? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think that's because we're really focusing on this wealth area, which has a lot to do with your self-worth, recognizing the value that you offer and asking for that. And to, to like one of my feng shui teachers says, you make as much money as your subconscious is comfortable with. So once you feel worthy, you could ask for any fee, but unless you feel confident about it, if you don't feel like you're worth that, no one's going to ever pay it because yeah. people can feel that energy. But if you know how much you're a treasure and how what you offer is so valuable, then you will like that number will increase and that will directly relate to how balanced and reciprocated you feel for the energy that you're putting out into the world. No, but I think, you know, one thing that you mentioned that was really important is that when you do start to move the things around in your home, like, which is circling back to the beginning, like 
you actually like move the chi in your home. So I think this is really just a great exercise. Like I think some of my most dynamic clients and wealthiest clients, they renovate and change a lot. Mm-hmm. Because if you just keep everything the same, you can visualize like your grandmother, like having like our old, you know, how they had um, their old plastic plastic covered, thing yeah. and it smells bad and you're so, t- you know, I mean, that's how nothing my changed. mom is. Right. So, you know, we got to move things around and change things. And, and, you know, it's just furniture. Worst case scenario, you just move it back. Totally. So I think that's important. And I, and then in the beginning, before we started the podcast, I wanted to remind you how like I remember when you first moved to New York and I went to like your t- your um it was a talk about your book I think and you were talking about journaling and you did it at the Alchemist Kitchen mm-hmm. I was like not not only did you have so many fans there you also like were so inspiring to all of those young women mm-hmm. and you know you inspired me to start journaling too after that class and you were your speaking skills were so great too and I was like wow, because I only knew you like from the podcast and from other things. And I was like, wow, she's a great speaker and so inspirational and then inspiring all these young women. So don't forget that. Thank you. That's in here somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So don't forget that. Okay. Uh, Well, thank you. I love you so much. You know, the past 10 years, all the help and that you're able to be here in person that right now it's truly beyond I'm I just I'm so grateful and I hope everyone takes your classes and engages with your work in all the ways and shares everything you do because you're brilliant and I'm so happy to know you. Oh, thanks. All okay, right. thank you. Okay, thank you for now listening. we have to we have to go guys cuz we're going to move for bed. Bye. Bye. Okay, that was my episode with Angie. Obviously, she's great. You know that now. Hopefully, you got not only a wild ride on everything going on with me personally but hopefully you walked away with some good advice on everything from assertiveness to connection to creativity i got so much out of this and i really hope that listening was entertaining or kept company or weird (laughs) and enjoyable and and maybe you learned something about feng shui if this is new to you she has so many resources she even has a feng shui school that she runs so if you would like to learn about this and become a practitioner you can do that with a mindful school of design so all of those links will be in the show notes follow everything that angie does because she's she's one of the best she really is one of the best people that i know truly like so incredibly giving you heard me go on and on about how it's really hard for me to ask for help and i needed to move my bed and the couch as she advised and you know i was gonna have to get a task grab and it's gonna be a whole thing i probably wouldn't have done it but instead her husband jeremiah and her moved it for, for me and helped me carry an old rug out to the side of the street and that was like a, a five to eight minute task that meant so much to me like saved me time and money and resources and it's just the the support that connection and what asking for help can do and i really i hope that this inspires you to be well resourced and ask for help when you need it because it's really important and it goes a long way because we're meant to help each other and i 
I just was so reminded of that. It, it really, it filled me up for days. I, I did everything she she asked of me <laughs> that she suggested of me. And, and I, I sent photos to all my friends that day. And I, I remember I went on a walk as soon as she left and I, I was feeling so overwhelmed and I was working so much right before Christmas. I was helping my one friend at her studio pack orders. I was working at a, a my other friend's shoe store and I was working at the shop and I'm, you know, running around and it felt like I had just gotten a really good haircut or like a new outfit. Like I felt like a whole new person just switching the position of my bed and my couch in my studio apartment. And I just say that to, to say that there's, there's something to this. <laughs> and I don't know if all my wishes will come true and, and everything that, that we talked about, but I, I don't, I don't doubt it. <laughs> and I'm malleable and I'm going to stay open. And I, and I think, why not? Right? What else can we do? All right. I love you. I'll talk to you next week. If you want to know more about what's been going on and why there hasn't been a podcast, uh, maybe I'll tell you, but the, be- the, <laughs> the closest way I perhaps will tell you would be in the Let It Out letter, which is my newsletter. And the link to sign up for that is in the show notes. Truly, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you, and I will talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Thank you, as always, to Brianna Bain, who is the editor of this podcast. And if you haven't listened to my episode with her, she was the guest last episode. So go back and listen to that if you want to know more about Brie and I and the season finale of Spiraling, my podcast that I co-host with Serena Wolf just aired. It's about social media, something that uh, turns out we have anxiety about still and did our annual conversation around that. So if you want to listen to that, that's available to you. And we're going to do one last encore episode of spiraling for this season it's going to be a Q&A episode so if you want to submit a question to that the email to do so is spiralingcommunity at gmail.com ask us anything and we will talk about it on the show 